They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. at it with another episode of Inside the Mind of D. Scott. What's going on? How are you? Everything good? Thank you so much for checking in. Like it, subscribe to it, follow it, share it with your friends, tell everybody about this ridiculous the ridiculous podcast that I have and a dude that gets paid to talk on the radio that just had a hard time saying ridiculous because I heard that and I know you heard it too. But anyway, what a weird day it was yesterday. I mean, I'm not going to not talk about Tiger Woods. I opened my social medias yesterday, mid afternoon, and I see the uh, I see the photo. Actually, I saw like a live video feed of the crash site, and uh, I mean, I can't be the only person that just looked at that and went, "Oh no!" Like after the things that have happened, you know, last year with Kobe passing in the helicopter and all the tragedies that have struck. You just look at that 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 truck that he was driving, the SUV that he was driving, and there's no way I'm the only person that thinks this. No. No effing way did we lose Tiger Woods. I mean, I'm glad that everything, for the most part, worked out. You know, a shattered ankle, uh, a broken leg, compound fracture in one of his legs. They said multiple injuries, but I saw today that it was like a shattered ankle, a broken right leg, I think it was. And I know... Uh, I'm just happy that he's still here. Like, seriously, I never want to see anybody perish, first of all, in a tragic way or at all for that matter. But, you know, he is he is a dad. He's got, a, from what I can tell, a very good relationship with his children. Clearly, he has patched things up with them and uh, things are good with him and the kids and seeing his son, Charlie, uh, playing golf and, and being out there and getting to play in that uh that father-son thing that he did where, you know, the kid's like, what, 11 years old and just an absolute beast on the golf course. So it just, I was like, no, we can't have that again. So I was happy to find out that he was alive or that he's still alive and uh, <clears throat> that in the long run, he's still going to be okay. And I know a lot of people are like, and I'm, I'm guilty of saying it too, where it's like, mm, golf career is probably over. And uh, Rory McElroy made it uh, a great point today where he put out a statement that said, you know, at the end of the day, he's a human being, he's a father, he's a, you know, he's a husband or boyfriend or whatever. He's got family, he's a human. Uh, there's so much more. I'm paraphrasing what Rory McIlroy said, by the way. There's so much more to life and to his life than golf. That is the furthest thing away from our minds at this point. We're just happy that he's still here for his family, for his children, for his friends, for everybody, for that matter. So, I mean, the guy has been an ambassador to the game of golf like none before him, we can we can get into the goat talk if we want to, and I feel like that word is just thrown around far too often lately. Uh, Tiger Woods is one of the greatest of all times. Is he the greatest of all time? I don't know. It's hard to say. Did anyone before him in the sport have an impact on the game like Tiger Woods did? I would say no. I would I would really say no. The popularity of golf uh, saw a huge surge. When Tiger started doing what Tiger Woods was doing at a young age, you know, when he came onto the scene and he was just a kid and uh, doing everything that he did and winning all of the events that he won and challenging Jack Nicholas 
for the most majors of all time or the most uh, tournament tour wins of all time. It's like, mm, yeah, I know. Like, I, I think Sam Snead has the most majors. Nicholas has 80 wins, I believe, on tour, and Tiger was getting or 82 wins, and Tiger was getting close. I don't know if we will see Tiger on a golf course again. Not at the not at the uh, the competitive rate that he was at before. Um, but really, that's not that important. Would I love somewhere down the line to hear his name announced on the first tee once again? Absolutely. Has this man bounced back from all sorts of you know, trials and tribulations that he's dealt with in his life? He has. He really, he really has. He's had. Uh, he had the issues with uh, with his infidelity and stuff like that when he was uh, a few years back, and it really hit his skid where he fell off and and kind of you know, was out of the public eye for a while and kind of fell out of the good graces of the golf fans and the fans, uh, uh, just, the, just the casual fans of golf. Uh, he is a human being. He makes mistakes. Uh, he owned up to his mistakes, I assume. I, I think so. Um, I have since forgiven him. You know, it's I. It, this is me personally. Listen, I can only speak for myself on this one. I have never stopped being a fan of what Tiger Woods does uh, or has done on the golf course, Okay. Personal and what you actually are are very, very good at and what he's doing, uh, those are two different things. And I, I have a pretty easy time of separating, you know, what he did in his personal life, which I don't agree with what he did to his to his wife and his kids. And uh, I, I don't I don't agree with that. But on the golf course, I can look at him and I can separate that. And not for nothing, he's human and he can change. And, you know, like I said, he may have made amends with everything that's going on. Like he has a good relationship with his children. And that's really all that matters. If you think about it, you know, I mean, marriages dissolve all the time and they have issues and people are unfaithful or whatever the case may be. And people make mistakes in relationships and Tiger's not above doing that. So I have gotten past all of that stuff and, and whatever it was that he was doing um, that he shouldn't have been doing. Um, but I'm not really sure where I was going with this one. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll circle back to the uh, the greatest of all time conversation because I really have no idea where I was going. Like I, I just figured out that I was talking. And I was like, I'm saying stuff and it makes sense and it's coherent. But what was my point to all that? And I'm not really sure, to be honest with you. I was just kind of kind of yapping. So um, his impact on the game of golf, like he, nobody, nobody prior to him or, or since Tiger Woods has had the impact on that sport like he has. There are they have there have been athletes that have changed the way the game is played and really changed, you know, the landscape of the game. You have your Michael Jordans and your LeBron Jameses and your Kobe Bryants in basketball and the men that came before them that really changed things with Larry Bird and Magic Johnson, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Will Chamberlain, Oscar Robertson. There have been greats along the line, okay? Uh, NBA popularity certainly skyrocketed when Michael Jordan started becoming the Michael Jordan that we all grew to love um, and then kind of switched gears with with Kobe Bryant and switched gears again with LeBron James. Um, they are to me, cons- I consider them some of the greatest of all time. I, I am a Jordan fan. I would put Jordan ahead of the other two because without Mike, Kobe and LeBron aren't a thing. I'm just saying like he influenced what came after him? Tiger Woods influenced what has come since. Okay, uh, I've been playing golf since I was 13 years old, and the game was not nearly as popular when I was in high school as it is now. You know, you got kids that are five, six years old that could probably whoop my ass on the golf course. You know, if not, 
you know, 10, 11, 12. His son could whoop my ass on the golf course. I'm telling you right now, Charlie could definitely beat me straight up, stroke play, 18 holes. Charlie could beat me. Okay, but the game of golf... Uh, has become more popular. You didn't have kids like that when you were when I was growing up, and the reason being is Tiger Woods is only about a year or less than a year older than I am. So everyone that I know that I played golf with had already begun playing or possibly got into the game of golf because of Tiger Woods after that. But keep in mind, while I was going through high school and playing golf, Tiger Woods was going through high school and playing golf. While he was playing golf at Stanford, I was playing golf with my friends and nowhere near on that level. But at the same time, like we have gone. So the popularity, especially with the youth, is because of Tiger Woods. And that's where, you know, you got all these guys on tour now, whether it be Jordan Spieth or even Rory McIlroy, um, uh, Justin Thomas, uh, what, what's the Bryson DeChambeau? All those guys grew up watching Tiger Woods play golf. Okay, and they, I'm sure had been influenced by him in some way, shape, or form. So you know, and it's kind of like looking at battle rappers, and then you know, you got the the guys from Nick Cannon and Wild and Out. They're trying to go out Eminem with this diss record. Although those people, and that was them. I know that, that that's old news, but those guys that were trying to diss Eminem with with Nick Cannon were fans of Eminem. They were influenced by Eminem is what I'm saying. So Tiger's influence on the game. They had to change the design of golf courses because of Tiger Woods. And now since these kids are hitting the ball so much further than, you know, or around it, Tiger Woods still putting the ball out there, 330, 335, 340. So off the tee, not right now, obviously, but he was. And to overcome the back surgeries and the the knee surgeries and the broken leg, and it's just insane. So I wish him nothing but... um, a full recovery and uh, you know health and if he's able to get out there and bless the the PGA excuse me and his fans with being back on the course again then that's just you know that's just icing on the cake at that point i would just like to be able to see tiger fully recover be okay be able to you know be around for his kids and watch them grow up and make memories with his children and who knows what charlie's going to do I, i'm pretty sure if that kid keeps playing the way he's playing. We're going to see Charlie Woods on the, on the PGA tour within a decade. Like he is going to come in and I, will he do what his father did? Will he outshine what his father did for the game of golf? Who knows? It's quite possible. It really is quite possible. But at this point, I just want to see Tiger make the recovery and get back, you know, get his life back together and, and get himself healthy again. And clearly it's going to be months and months, if not years or more, of recovery. And then I pose the question, if Tiger is able to get back on the golf course and gets himself in competitive shape again and is able to play golf at a high level, when does he go to the senior circuit on the PGA Tour? When does he start playing on the senior PGA Tour? Because I'm sorry, I don't see him not just wiping the floor on the senior tour. Like, seriously. How... He's still competing, or was up until recently, up until yesterday when he crashed. He was still competing in these tournaments against these kids. It was in the, it was always in the conversation. And regardless of what happens, the guy is amazing for golf on TV. The, the 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 casual fan wants to watch Tiger play. But what does he do if he's capable of getting back out there? What does he do on the senior tour? Does he just look? Does he just go and like? win everything like he did when he was in his 20s on the PGA Tour? Like, seriously, Tiger Woods, would, I, I don't know. And obviously, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, BSing on this one because I don't know what's going to happen. I don't even know if he would ever want to play on the senior tour. So 
I guess we'll have to wait and see. But I think if he decides to do so, and I'm not sure what the, the, the youngest you can join the senior circuit is, Tiger's got to be getting close. He's 45. He's, 40, he's 45 years old. Like He's got to be getting close. And that's crazy that that's a senior circuit, but uh, in, the, in the game of golf, which is clearly a young man's game, uh, maybe that is considered seniors. I know in most sports, 45 years old, you're retired in professional sports. Seriously, you're, you're retired pretty much from hockey. You're retired from tennis. You're retired, definitely, maybe not definitely retired from football because Tom Brady's in his 40s and look what he's doing. Uh, you're definitely retired in baseball, right? Uh, NBA, you're not play, you don't see any 45-year-olds except for Vince Carter, who just retired recently. You don't see any 45-year-olds out there on the basketball court trying to keep up with like any of those guys. Out, like, mm, no, that kid's 19. LeBron is in his mid-30s, late mid to late 30s, somewhere in there, and he's considered old for the game. So uh, nothing but well wishes and, ha- and, and, and a full recovery and, a, and, a quick, and as quick as possible recovery from Tiger Woods. Uh, I know I didn't really think I'd be able to talk for this amount of time about it, especially by myself. But uh, that one hit home, man. And, you know, Tiger, like I said, and my stepfather was a Tiger Woods fan. So seeing that yesterday and and just knowing that it's like, man, oh, man, like and he really my stepdad, may he rest in peace. um, Chuck really got me paying attention to what Tiger was doing. He really, really did. And I mean, to, to listen to him rant and rave about how great Tiger Woods was told me something, you know, and again, it, it was the golf course thing. It wasn't the kind of person he was to people, it, you know, and golfers are not always the nicest people in, in the world. They're, they're, they're tough to deal with because they play a, a sport that's completely solo. Um, they're not used to dealing with teams. They're not necessarily people, people, persons, people, people all the time. And they, they can come across, you know, a little bit, they can come across as, as kind of difficult to deal with or not always great to the public. And I know Tiger at a young age was kind of a D bag. Um, but in watching him mature and, and, and kind of grow, you saw that that kind of went away and he kind of was more accepting of people and in dealing with his celebrity. But at the same time, I know the people that said what they said about Tiger when he was younger, they don't know what that's like. Like Tiger Woods has transcended just the game of golf. Everybody knows who Tiger Woods is. Okay. So it's like you take one of the most famous people on the planet. We'll say an Eminem. Okay. Which I consider him to be one of the most famous people on the planet. And you always hear Eminem. And I know I, I talk about M quite a bit, but you hear M talk about not being able and, and, and you hear people give him a hard time because he's a recluse. Yo, if you were that famous and couldn't go anywhere or do anything, then really wouldn't you try to stay home as much as possible because you just don't want to deal with that? Because no matter what, you're in a bad situation. So Tiger Woods was on that level of celebrity, aside from being an amazing golfer, one of the best ever. He was a celebrity on top of that, kind of like, you know, I'm sure Dwayne The Rock Johnson can't go anywhere because everyone knows who The Rock is. You know, so it's got to be extremely difficult. So I'm not making an excuse for Tiger for being a D-bag to people when he was younger, but it's a learning curve. You have to let these people learn how to be with being that famous. So that's why I always say to kids that tell me they want to be famous, I don't think you really want to be that famous. Like I really don't. Think about having everything you do under a microscope and people just analyzing everything you do and nitpicking everything you do. Picture that. Picture that in your life. Could you handle that? Would you be a douchebag sometimes? I would be. 
I, I you can't you're, you're still a human I understand that your fans make you okay but not necessarily but they don't because if you are your fans make you up to an extent but if you're a professional athlete you make you because you're the one that has to go out there and play that game and you're the one that's excelling and you're the one that's doing bigger and better things on whichever you know, in whichever sport you've decided to do it in. So you make you and your fans kind of go along for the ride with you. You're allowed to have bad days. It's allowed to happen. Somebody could be annoying. I understand that. And people try. They try their best to not come off as a jerk, but it happens sometimes. So I'm glad to see Tiger's going to be okay. I'm also glad to see that he's not facing any charges, uh, no reckless danger, no reckless driving charges. Uh, looks like alcohol and drugs were not a factor in uh, in the crash. So I'm glad to see that. I'm glad to see that he survived because I'm glad to still have him on this planet for his family and his friends' sakes. Um, and that's pretty much it for the podcast, okay? I wanted to get into, oh, just real quick, okay? Um, <coughs> excuse me. And I, and I tried to, I, I wanted to stay away from this, but listen, if you're on your social media and you're hitting up the political stuff that's going on out there and someone on the side, on the, on the, on the side that you agree with does something that's messed up, please have the same energy towards those people as you do towards the people on the other side of the aisle. Case in point. Okay. Ted Cruz did what he did. Horrible political optics, all right? Just politically tone deaf. He goes to Cancun, gets caught, you know, in the middle of the freeze in Texas. People crucified him for doing that. But I, they were, and I have not seen anything since after that with those people posting about Andrew Cuomo and all the stuff that Andrew Cuomo is now accused of. He's accused of being, uh, of sexual assault or, or, or sexual harassment. Okay, he's being accused of the stuff with the nursing homes here in New York State and giving uh, false numbers and reporting false numbers. Yet those people who were crucifying Ted Cruz are dead silent when it comes to what Andrew Cuomo has done. Listen, if you're going to put forth the energy towards Ted Cruz, I, w- I would expect you to put forth the energy towards Andrew Cuomo as well. And the same goes for the people that are on the right side of the aisle. If someone on the right, you know, so now if you're crucifying Andrew Cuomo for the stuff that he does, now if somebody on the left does something like Andrew Cuomo or worse, I expect you to have that same energy towards the people on your side of the aisle. You hold everybody accountable. It doesn't matter if there's a D or an R next to their name, okay? If they're wearing a blue tie or a red tie, that doesn't mean shit. You bring the same energy in criticize, criticizing these public officials that you, you just bring the same energy when you criticize public officials, okay? If it's good enough for your guy, it's good enough for the other guy. That's all I'm saying, okay? So watch your energy because I know people like to throw around the word hypocrite. Well, that's a hypocrite, okay? If you're crucifying the one guy, got to crucify the other guy. I'm sorry. What Ted Cruz did, completely wrong, all right? Messed up politically, just politically tone deaf, whatsoever what Andrew Cuomo's doing or has done completely fucked up okay if there was a Republican that did that and I there have been Republicans that are accused of sexual harassment stuff and you know this that and the other thing and I know the people on the left went at them hard well where's that energy when it comes to Andrew Cuomo I don't care what you think about what he did in the state of New York through this pandemic through the COVID virus stuff did he do a good job that's questionable Okay, it really, really is. It's questionable. He did some good stuff. He took on some powers that he's not necessarily willing to give up, and they're they're trying to get him away from him. Uh, I live in New York State. I'm not 100% a fan of all the shit that he did, on top of the fact that he is just a smug douchebag. Okay? 
So, but then again, if, but if it was a Republican doing it, I would crucify them too. And keep in mind, I am middle of the field on this one. I, I am not a Republican. I am not a Democrat. I claim no party. I just think at, look at things logically. So like I said, we'll sum up with this. Just make sure you're bringing the same energy, no matter what side of the aisle that public servant is on. You bring the same energy. If you believe the victim, you believe the victim for everybody. Okay? That's all I'm going to say. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you. Love the fact that you listened. Um, Share it, like it, subscribe to it. We'll do it again in a week. Hopefully, I'll have some more fun topics to talk about as opposed to a a, a crash and, and and a legend almost passing away and then horse shit about politics. Okay? So, let's go. It's time to be out. That's the podcast. Bye.